Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mug Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir, yes, sir, we back. With another episode this week, man, and of course, this week we coming to y'all with an album review, uh, an album review that's been long duly awaited for mad weeks. We know, we yes. apologize, yes. but like I always say, like a deadbeat dad, we eventually come around. All right. <laughs> so here, of course, we are with uh, none other than uh, the classic album review this week, and that is the moment of truth. Uh, by Gangstar. Now, Gang, this was Gang. my man Cooper's uh, pick for this week. Now, specifically, old nigga reviews. Oh, facts. facts. <laughs> I'll, let y'all, I'll let y'all know when the young niggas reviews come around. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess what um, you I'm, I'm assuming you had listened to this album before. Like, oh, this yeah. Was this is this is one of my favorite albums from the 90s. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, one thing I realized about listening to this album and kind of like diving in a little bit to specifically more towards Guru, right, is mm-hmm. that I feel like Guru is kind of like, he's in the category of rappers that fall, uh, that could potentially be your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Facts. You that's that's. I mean? That, I mean, that's that is so facts, you don't know how yeah. facts that is. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I think I know at least, like, maybe, like, 50% how facts that yeah. is. Yeah. But no, I, I agree, and and um, the reason I say that is because just I mean, it's, the truth is in the pudding. You know, I've heard mad rappers uh, bring up Guru mm-hmm. and um, and just his ability and his uh, like unique rhyme styles, his lyrics and everything is just it is so crazy how interesting he makes monotone sound. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. And, and, and I think that that's another thing that um, that's very that stands out obviously about. Uh, Gangstar or, or Gurus rapping in general is, or specifically, is that um, it's very monotone. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, like direct, but that shit is still just hard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and obviously with the production of you know Premier DJ Premier, it's it's a match made in heaven for any. Like, this is like a real quote unquote real hip hop uh, uh, lovers dream right here. In my yeah. Opinion. Facts. And I mean, you know, we already know DJ Premier. I mean, we've all grown up on DJ Premier, whether you were hip to him in the 80s, the 90s or not. Um, but we all know who Premier is and what his sound is. And you can hear it, obviously, all over this thing, except it's not the exact same Premier sound as what we've got right now. Because, of course, as any good artist does, Premier has evolved and his sound has changed a little bit, even though you still know it's fucking him, you know. For sure. um, but Guru... Guru is that it's like if you listen to Guru or Gangstar or whatever right now, Guru I want to say he he puts three times as many lyrics in the song as like any of the rappers today, mm. and a lot of the rappers from the I I say from two thousand five on if it, at two thousand five is probably being a little a little generous I probably should back it up to like twenty ten for real but yeah, um yeah. but like right now like if you listen to this album like I understand that it's a long album and it is I think it's like twenty some tracks for real. Um, yeah. but the amount like even if he's got a, like a lot of the times on this album he's gonna start with like a little skit 
mm-hmm. it's going to go into the album. The skip might be long. Shit, the song might only be two minutes long. But the amount of lyrics that are packed into a two-minute guru song are equivalent to, like, three or four Migos songs. And I'm not even All saying right. that the, the diss on the Migos because I love the Migos. Like, the Migos are my sure. shit. But it's just the lyrical density of this music is so different. But that's what motherfuckers wanted back in the day. They wanted you to, like... Put your all into it, like, like, God damn, that nigga killed every fucking track, and it was just lyrical. It didn't have anything to do with punchlines or nothing. It was straight yeah. lyrics and whatever he was bringing yep. to the table. And you know, that's something that I was thinking while listening to this. Right, that this is one of those albums that I wish I would have, I guess, been old enough to appreciate uh, when it first came out. And I feel like there's something to listening to something when it first comes out. Um, as opposed to later on, because, you know, you hear it with a different ear and even like, like, I'm sure that this album, even though I do like it and I do give it a, a high, or I guess I'm not going to give away my, my score, but I do really like this album. Right. But I just feel like the experience would have been so much more crazier had I first listened to this album, you know, in the late nineties when uh-huh. it first came out. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know, this is just one of those albums. Like, it's just very like. You know, if 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 we still answered, the, does it stand the test of time? Which we haven't asked. In a long oh, time. I just literally wrote that down the answer at the end of it. But go <laughs> okay. ahead. Yes. All right. Well, I guess I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> but uh, or, or fuck it. I, I guess I will. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, it, you know, it's 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 obviously doesn't. You know what I mean? Like just based off of uh, the rhyming uh, styles uh, that Google raps, the, his just it, the style and also the the beats from from Premiere. I feel like I have a very specific new york 90s style uh-huh. to it uh-huh. to where like one of the things that um i would say one of the takeaways from this album for me is it just feels like 90s new york uh-huh. like like the, everything from like you know like uh uh like the whole word is born like that that kind of <laughs> yeah. like uh-huh. dumb kind of like specific new york references i don't know it's just so 90s to me and 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 again, if you grew up in that era or if you if you've heard a, a late nineties New York rap album, it definitely just kinda it kinda goes right to that, you know, to being in New York, I True. guess. In, in and I, I guess I kinda have to disagree with you on the, the standing the test of time. Because I mean, really? even though some of it I mean, I, I you know, with Guru, I, I kinda think a lot of his shit is timeless. Uh, the the sounds that he makes. Like you you could see Guru making some of the beats that he made in the nineties in today, you know what I'm saying? Um and I mean, it's I'm I, the fact that that Guru stands the test of time, and a lot of his like you know he's a well I mean um, I I think I mean excuse me I, I meant to say um, premiere premiere thank you Jesus Christ uh, I think that Guru also stands the test of time now maybe some of the words and the vernacular are old right but oh, the sure. lyrics and the power behind the lyrics no matter like the subject I mean the subject is usually a subject that is still pretty universal it's just the it's just the um, the slang that he uses is outdated at this point. Mm. I still think that the subject matter of the song and how he goes in on the song still stands the test of time. But yes, I will say it sounds dated with the way that he says certain things and the slang that he does and all that other shit. Because you know, you know, everybody used to, "What's up, God?" You know, that was an old New York gang, yep. you know, slang, right? Nobody says that shit anymore. And so, yeah, you'd be like, oh, God, yeah, that's an old, old word. But again, whatever is old comes around new again. At some <laughs> point, all that old vernacular hip-hop is probably going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Mm-hmm. But not even discounting that, I just think that the only thing that really makes it sound dated, like I said, was just the the vernacular that he uses for the slang. Other than that, like the lyrics to the songs, uh, I even think that's the beats to most of the songs would still stand the test of time, and most people wouldn't be able to tell what time frame these beats were created in. You know, you're, you're right, and and obviously, I just I feel like that specifically speaks to you know DJ Premier's mm-hmm. uh, greatness, and just I, I agree, I do think that Premier's uh beats are definitely timeless uh uh especially in that realm like you know if you like i could hear like a, a benny the butcher or a freddie gibbs rapping over a lot of these beats you know and these are all rappers uh, that yes you know what i mean that, yeah. that that but again specifically referencing to guru to me as much as i do love him uh-huh. on this album i just feel like it's kind of outdated and personally I couldn't really see, um, like you know, even like somebody in 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 this in this area in this area of rap mm-hmm. rapping this way, because uh, to me, right, he kind for some reason. Now tell me if I'm wrong, right? But he kind of reminded me of um, uh, uh, what the fuck is that dude's name? Uh, the guy who be wearing the eye patch. Oh, Slick Rick. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Slick Rick's rap- rapping a little bit. Same time frame, baby. Same time frame. Was it? Yeah, they came out around the same time. They both yeah, they like, both were all, are like artists of the eighties, like some of the original hip hop joints. So hold on, so so Gangstar, this is like a later Gangstar uh, album, I'm guessing. Yeah, because Gangstar, I want to say Gangstar started in like, I want to say maybe eighty six, maybe eighty five. Oh, Their first album was Paid in Full. Uh, this album, I want to say, is nineteen ninety nine. I think it might have been their last album. I think. Yeah, let me see. I'm looking at it right here. Because uh, I know Guru yeah, passed away. Yeah, 98. Because Guru passed away. And so, like, you know. But, not... but, but Guru passed away, uh, I think, 2010, later on. Now oh. he, he was in uh, from uh, cancer, I want to say. Some kind of cancer. Really? I thought he passed away yeah. earlier than that. N- I, was, I was just looking through it. Um, okay. So, yeah. But, but I, mean, um, I mean, still, like, if you were a group that started out in the 80s and you still making music to 1998, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not gonna do all this stuff. But, sure. but besides, I think, and I honestly, I don't know the time frames of them. But Guru did the Jazzmatazz albums, which were like jazz um, music that he rapped over, and I think there was at least three of them. But I honestly don't know what the time frame was of those, like what years that they were made in, if they were before this album or if they were after this album. So I'm looking over here at their first studio album, 1989. 1989. So, okay, so I gave it a couple years. Look up. Um, just look up Guru's joint and look up Jazzmatazz and see w- w- when those joints came out. Because I know there's at least three of them. Let me see. Mm, this one. Jazzmatazz actually was after 1993. But how many of them were there? There were three. And what was the last one? The last one was in 2000. Okay, so yeah, the last Jazzmatazz would have been after this joint. Yeah, two years after. Because okay. this one came out in uh, 1998, so... Okay. But yeah. you know, like you know, and a group that's been around that long, they're not always gonna you know stick around, no matter how good they are. You know, like you know, you've been around already, you know, almost twenty years in the industry. Not many people are still going strong and creating new music twenty years after they after they came out. Nowadays, there are the exceptions. Um, I don't, I don't really, I can't think of anyone exactly. Honestly, the only one I can think of that's creating new music and it's like everyone is loving it and it's award winning is Nas. Jay Z hasn't come out with anything in a while. I mean, four, four, four. Four, four, four. Uh, was like, like five years ago almost. 
Yeah, I but mean, I mean, but still, I, twenty I, years after the after he was in the game, true, true. So I, I can give it to Jay. So Jay and Nas, honestly, I can't think of many more rappers that are, I mean, in, that are on that level. But like rock bands, you've got the Foo Fighters; they're still making music. You've got yeah. um, Chili Peppers; they're still making music. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like not many artists in whatever realm it is are going to be in the game 20 years and then still making music. Shit, Brandy been in the game for 20 years and she ain't had a new album out in a long time. Mm-hmm. Or, so. or you know, in, in, in all honesty, we could, you know, because you could be releasing albums and music, but if it's not relevant to the culture that you're in, mm-hmm. I think that that's what tells you if you're successful in, in music or not. That's true. It's more so, are you relevant in the circle you were once in? You know what I mean? But also, you got to kind of look at it this way. I say the Chili Peppers are always going to be relevant. Period. Yeah. Because they're sure. they're I, to me, and I y'all can hate me for saying it, or whatever. I think that the Chili Peppers is America's band. They're the band that I think most Americans like and relate to totally. Like overall. For sure. But the, the Chili dog. Peppers have been have been making music and not like advertising it, that they have new albums out. Like I look on Spotify and bam, there's like two more Chili Peppers albums I didn't know existed. Let me put it this way to y'all to our, who don't listen to Chili Peppers fans, which is probably going to counter con- contradict what I'm about to say now. But if you're a, if you're a white dude and you don't know what to talk about with a black dude, just bring up the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and there's a good chance uh-huh. that that black dude is going to know the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and vice versa. Bruh. If you're a black dude or a Spanish dude who doesn't know how to talk to this white dude, you bring up the Chili Peppers, uh-huh. and there's a good chance that this person not only is going to like, but they're going to love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm going to tell you this. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your stuff. My bad. I, yeah, I've, I just have never feel like I've never met somebody Who's like, yeah, I don't like the Chili Peppers. Yeah, like, like, like there, there might not be everybody's favorite band, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I've never met one person who just says, yeah, I don't like the Chili Peppers. The two bands that I've probably seen black people get 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 up for the most are the Chili Peppers and Lincoln Park. Absolutely, Lincoln Park. Because I remember Californication came out. I want to say my sophomore, maybe my junior year of high school. And everybody was on it. And I was like, there was, I, I had never seen black and Spanish people on the Chili Peppers before like that. Or, and I'd never heard of anybody liking them like that. But when that album came out, yo, we was all in agreement that this was one of the best <laughs> albums, period. And then when Linkin Park came out with Hybrid Theory, my God, that went through like our community like insane. But see, you, you know what I think it is? And I don't know why it didn't make sense to me back then. But dog, these are essentially all rapping, like, Rocking rock albums with rap in it, like true. Like you could argue that what Anthony Kiedis did with the Chili Peppers was rap. Like a lot of it a in lot the of early singing. days, yeah. A lot of it in the early days was rap, though. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and and even in um, even in like the uh, the Bite Away, like Stadium Arcadium mm-hmm. era of Chili Peppers, like a lot of their songs had like him rapping, like a, like an old school kind of. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, that probably had a lot to do with why, you know, they were so popular in, you know, urban communities, sure. but definitely uh Chili Peppers and 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 fucking um and, and Lincoln Park cuz yeah. both both definitely were. Exactly. Now, get, getting getting back to the review because we just slid a little bit to the left. To the left. I don't even remember. What, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just start going ahead and talking about the album itself. Uh, y'all know yeah. we've kind of revamped the way that we do our reviews. We don't really go by uh, by each individual song anymore and talk about it. What we really do is just kind of go o- give an overall thought of what the of what we thought of the album and how we thought it was, and mm-hmm. our criticisms and our likes about it. And you know that's pretty much it. So, um, I I I mean, first of all. 
one of my favorite songs on here was Robin Hood Theory, so you can't fuck with me on that one. And also mm-hmm. Moment of Truth. Truth. Um, oh, yeah. But like this album overall, like I said, it is lyrically dense as shit. Um, and my own, one of the main things that is, it's it's now an annoyance of mine. Back then, it really wasn't an annoyance of mine. But y'all know me. I don't really like all the skits. Too many, too many skits. On this album, there's a skit in front of every fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> but at least the skits count towards that song. Like when you listen to Moment of Truth, like, well, you would listen to, uh, hold on, what's before Moment of Truth? It, uh, it's a setup. It starts off with, uh, guru getting voice messages from females and they're all like you know keep your head up blah blah because blah, that song is about him uh getting um getting locked up for having a gun mm-hmm. um and so he's, he gets locked up and it's basically all these girls talking about you know keep your head up blah 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 all different types of races and then all of a sudden the jamaican lady comes in and she starts leaving the message on one and it just ends at the beginning of moment of truth and that's why you hear that jamaican woman we all must face our moment of truth like when she's saying yeah. that at the beginning of the song that's the part of the message so it mm-hmm. just kind of led into the song so even though there are way too many of them for my liking at least they matter and they they have a purpose there like they actually have a function to the song that's coming right after them yeah so let's let's just i guess talk about the uh the type the title song is that what it, that's what it's called yeah right? the the yeah the title song which is a moment of truth you just talked about it um i seen a video on youtube and it was uh dj premier talking about i guess giving the background behind that song mm-hmm. And yeah, like you said, you know, Guru was facing potentially, I think, five years in jail yep. for a gun charge. I think having a gun in a club, I think, is what happened. Yeah, or some, something like something along those lines. And what was crazy is that that, uh, that song specifically, they said that he recorded the first verse and didn't record the second verse until after he found out. Which did he, I'm guessing he didn't end up doing jail time from it. I don't think so. But I'm not because, 100% sure. But but whatever it was, it, from my understanding, he did a lot less, if any, than originally thought yeah. thought he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy because, you know, that song, I feel like it's one of the more uh, emotionally charged songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from the beat itself, uh, just to the content of it, um, just talking about, you know, messing up and, you know, just eventually, regardless of of, you know, what it is we do, we are going to have, you know, our quote unquote moment of truth yeah. where everything that we've done, you know, adds up and culminates to whatever it is that, that our quote unquote truth is. So I I thought that this is a really dope song. Um, I think it's one of the more popular songs from this joint. I feel like it's become like a meme almost because I looked it up and a lot of people were reacting to, to this song on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it's a really, really dope song, really dope title track for me on this joint. Damn. I just saw he died on my birthday. That's crazy. Oh, dude, damn. Yeah, that's wild. 2010, right? Yep. Yeah. But no, I definitely agree with you. I'm trying. I was trying to find out if they had on his shit in here about the about the gun charge, but it didn't really say anything. So I'm not gonna really worry about it at the moment. Yeah. Um. But not. Uh. Oh, man, I just I just feel like him and Rakim, and I think I when I was younger I got them confused a little bit because they're both like the, the monotone kings, like a mm-hmm. rapping. Um, yeah. but I love them both, uh, because of that style, because it's a style, like you were saying that, like, you don't think many people can really pull off and have yeah. it be good. Like not many people who have been monotones like that have come out since then. I mean, obviously they haven't survived their test of time, you know, because sure. it really wasn't in, it, they wasn't looked at like that after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a whole different style. And it's, I think it might be a little difficult for people to listen to an entire album. 
of of anyone who does monotone because they're just not used to it. So I think that's another thing that's kind of like what, what didn't stand the test, the test of time with this is simply the his style of rapping and his monotoneness because no mm. one raps like that anymore. But I, I will say this though, I do feel like um, the reason why something like this might stand the test of time and might be something that people might want to listen to even in twenty twenty three is uh, an example of that is number four on the album, which is Royalty. Which I didn't know this was featuring Casey and JoJo. Oh yeah, I, heard, I didn't know that was them on the hook. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a, that's a crazy all, song too, because it's mad hip hop sounding, and they're since they're still singing really good on it. It's crazy, singing really good, and it sounds perfect. Like them singing over that beat, dog. Mm-hmm. It just sounds amazing, dog. And, and I feel like that's what kind of gives it enough enough like spice, if you will, like something different than just a monotone, mm-hmm. rapidy rap, quote unquote over it and i feel like that that's what kind of brought it together to me exactly and i I say the same thing for um what song uh the militia which had uh big sugar and freddie fox because Mm. you had their different styles in there added to it and it was a more upbeat than a lot of the songs i'd say on here like as as the tracks go um so it's yeah, you know I like agree. I feel like they did a it's it's kind of a good mix because the other rappers that rap on here they don't rap like him so everyone's gonna have their flow is gonna sound a little bit more energetic than his is which is gonna make it sound good plus they're all good lyrically on the mm. album like there's not any like there's not any if te- very teeny tiny lyrical trash on this album like point blank period but I think that's also just kind of like a testament of the time and especially of this of this group because they're so essential to what hip-hop is from when it, from when it was created or when it really yeah. like became hip-hop hip-hop in the 80s i think you can't just get anybody on a record with them you know what i'm saying and that's kind of why yeah. we'd be surprised now when older artists will do something with like you know uh, a little dirk or two chains or something like that where you're like i don't really see nas doing a song with two chains that just doesn't work well with me you know what i'm saying but you know, like you gotta like again. There's nothing. There's you gotta evolve when it comes to music, no matter what kind of music yeah. you do. No, yeah, no, definitely. And I think if anything, that shows just uh, somebody's artistry and their ability to, like you said, adapt to the times and and at the same time not be like whack. You yeah. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. anybody could just start rapping another way, and if it doesn't work and it sounds whack and corny then that's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel like if, if, if you're able to do that, then um, that's definitely a sign of just crazy artistry mm-hmm. to me. Exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, he like I said, you know, they kept it interesting on this album with other songs like She Know What She Wants. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a super dope, dope song right there. Uh, to me, you know, and it kind of made me realize that, like, I'm curious if J. Cole does have uh uh what is it called? Like influence did get influence from, from Guru. Because I feel like at first, like the hook on his joint sounds kind of like a J. Cole hook. Now obviously yeah. it's vice versa because this song this song obviously came up before. Yes. But nonetheless, I'm, it, it sounds like, you know, because J. Cole is like a quote unquote rapping ass nigga, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like this is kind of that. But they make it kind of like smooth with the little singing on the hook uh-huh. type joint, kind of like fake singing kind of. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just thought that this album has enough cool little, you know, enough melody in it to not just stick to like a super rapidy rap album. Exactly. You know, it can go that direction. And again, 
the the rap fan in me would still appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate something like this even more. And and it looks like honestly, it looks like uh, you know, the rap community did as well because I think this joint peaked at number one in hip hop albums when it came out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So so it was it was a really big uh, successful commercially album. So. Yeah. I thought that that was pretty cool, especially, you know, it being such a, like you said, a dense album. Lyrical. Yep. And also I was talking about She Knows What She Wants. It it still goes on the same pattern as normal as all rappers where you have the one song that's for the ladies. But in this case, this song is technically could be for the ladies, but technically not also. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it works both angles, which is like you don't see that very often. There's very few artists that can pull that off. Um, no, definitely. And I also I, I, like, yeah. No, 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 I'm I also like at the end, uh, the last track in memory of, and it's just like a throwback to just old school rap joints where he's given uh, basically the, you know, the RIPs to everybody who passed away. Uh, and a lot of you, you heard a lot of uh, famous names in there. Like you heard both Biggie and Tupac in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, he addresses like poets, he addresses writers, all type of people um, that in his orbit he thought was, you know, it was good to give them an RIP on the joint, which is awesome. You know, like, it's just, it's very, very 90s hip-hop, the last track, to either thank everybody who had something to do with the album, to say, you know, rest in peace to the (laughs) dead, or to just, like, say a prayer or some shit like that, do something like, something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just very Mm -hmm. 90s thing. Um, Again, maybe something to hold against it and standing the test of time. But again, I right. thought it was a really good way to, to do the album. Because, I mean, the album was hard all the way through. It's not like he needed something hard at the end to finish it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so. No, but hey, listen, it is dope to have, though. You know, because like we always say, I feel like how you end the album, honestly, it might not be as important as the beginning because the, the beginning is the first impression and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely in the same ballpark as far as importance because it kind of puts a cap to the whole thing. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of artists do get a little lazy at the end of the album, uh-huh. and uh, but definitely wasn't the case here. I really liked the song before that. Uh, Next time, yeah, I think the beat on that joint was fucking crazy to me. Again, one, I think I mentioned it already, but the, the production on this album is fucking crazy. It's just crazy premiere beat after crazy premiere uh-huh. beat. I think there's a little bit of guru like sprinkled in here and there from what I'm looking at right now on Wikipedia. But again, probably like 99% premiere mm-hmm. produced uh, songs on this joint. And yeah, that was definitely one of them that just really caught my attention. I will say one of the ones that caught my attention as it's, um, I don't want to say it's a, it's a frivolous track because it's really not. It's very well done lyrically and everything. It's just the topic is so basic. It's just the mall, like literally mm-hmm. like, and you can see it, but like the way that they did the, the joint, uh, the chorus, they were like, you know, got money, went to the mall, spent it, did this guy, <laughs> went to the mall, spent it. So at least it was an interesting way that they described it. And it wasn't just the basic, I be throwing bands and I buy a whole mall out. It ain't some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just like, okay, we ran the scheme, got the money, went to the mall, did this, got the money, went to the mall, re-upped, got my money, went to the mall. You know what I'm saying? So. It's, it was like, I think it's like the most basic topic probably of any song on the album, but it was so fucking well done that you don't yeah. even realize it until you're after you're listening to the song. It's like, this nigga just told me a whole story about going to the mall and spending money. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but see, you know, and again, I think that that's another one of the type of songs that kind of keep the album interesting. Facts. You know, from, from some of the pitfalls that like the quote unquote conscious uh quote unquote real hip hop sounding albums mm-hmm. kind of fall for sometimes is 
that they're not fun to listen to. Yeah. Like a song like this is a way more fun. Like it's more relatable. It's more like, cause you don't, you don't just want to hear, you know, your favorite rapper talk about some serious shit. You want to talk about some, you know, some flashy yeah, shit, exactly. some having fun, whatever, some shit that's relatable, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To your, to your casual listener. So I thought, yeah, I agree. I thought that was a dope song. Um, like you said, they literally made a song about going to the mall and spending money and, they made it sound dope, and it kept it true to their core and and and, and their style. So I thought that, that was just dope. All yeah. too. Let me see. Yeah, there's not much bad I can say about this joint. The beat on the rep goes bigger is so fucking vicious, and all it is is like you know, you t- it's all it is is like what it's talking about. It's like you know, you're doing shit. You got a reputation. You got to mm-hmm. uphold that shit. Blah, blah blah. But the beat on it is so crazy because it's like. I feel like it kind of goes against itself. It starts out on a little up build, like a building up thing. And right as you think it's about to build up into something, it just, just kind of, you know, it goes, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And then right when it goes to the chorus, it just goes, dun, 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 dun. So like, it just kind of like, it kind of messes with your head a little bit, especially the first time you hear it, because you're expecting it to build up to something more. And it just kind of goes, psych, and then starts again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, for <laughs> so, sure. Again, interesting way to, to have the sounds about. And I mean, this, this, if you listen to if you listen to any gangstar like you listen to this, you listen to Paid Info, anything else in between, the beats are so fucking crazy. You never mm-hmm. know what Premiere is gonna do for a fucking beat, and you think it's gonna be something, and it just completely turns out to be something else. But it's not something that's disappointing. You know what I'm saying? It just works with the song. Again, these are two masters of their crafts at this point. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for and sure. they're just putting out a fucking ridiculously good fucking album. And I really do feel like not, I mean, not only as a group are they slept on, I, I think that their music is slept on because like nobody, everybody loves Premiere, but they never talk about his days as, you know, part of Gangstar. And it's just like, I feel like, yeah, we're praising him now. Like people praise him now, but they're, they're still not praising what made him, you know, because he was only half of a whole. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's his yeah. own person. But and when it came musically, he was only half of a whole. They never bring up Guru, which I think is screwed up. No, I've noticed that, that, you know, what I did mention earlier, that Guru is a lot of, you know, our favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. But but even then, that being said, it almost feels like the mainstream, whoever the, the shot callers are, don't want him to be uh, at the forefront of, I guess, the attention for one reason or another. And that's something that I really don't get, because like I said, it, uh, he's on a ton of top 50 greatest MCs of all of all time list. Yeah. Well, I mean, so look, he, he, he called out a bunch of people's bullshit on this album. Like, that's one of the things that was always about him. It's just like, you know, he spoke the truth about shit. He didn't cut corners and he will mm-hmm. call you out on your bullshit. So maybe that's one of the reasons that people don't really keep him up. Like in the, in the lexicon of today was maybe because those people that are keeping him up is one of the people that got caught out on their bullshit back in the day. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I agree. I agree, man. And again, he's like, I, I think he's definitely one of the, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Want to use like the strong word, like pioneers of the time, but mm-hmm. like definitely a strong cornerstone. You know, just the, uh, him and 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 Premier and just you know his, both of their abilities, like you said, masters of their craft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that this is a perfect showcase of that. As facts. <clears throat> All right, so we've made it this far through this joint. Anyone? Any of these other ones that you wanted to shout out specifically? Oh uh, no, I think I think I'm straight. Okay. So what we got. Now, I do tax you to go back and listen to some of uh Gangstar's earlier music. That's one thing I will do for you. Bet. <laughs>
So that pretty much brings us to the end of this review for this album. Very old school, but very vicious at the same time. Uh, we've both kind of already said this, but uh, do you think the album stands the test of time? Personally, for me, just sonically, I would say no. Mm-hmm. And also content-wise, I would say no. Okay. Like you said, there's a lot of uh, terminology, a lot of uh, slang that is just obviously like supremely dated. Again, while the production is, a lot of it is timeless on this joint, I just feel like um, just in general, Guru's style, as as great as he uh, was as a rapper, I do feel like it's, it, it just kind of has its place in time, and that's, you know, mid to late 90s to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say no. Okay. I would say yes in the fact, like I said before, that I think that the lyrical content, not the slang or anything, but just the regular lyrical content of the songs, I think that stands the test of time. Like you said, the slang and maybe his delivery, not so much. Uh, I will agree that a lot of, uh, again, a lot of Premier's music sounds timeless, but there's a lot of it on here that don't sound timeless. So I would say overall, I don't think it really strongly stands the test of times, except for those couple of things that I've already mentioned. But like, yeah. I mean, if you give it an overall score, like it's not going to it's it, it wouldn't te- it wouldn't test high enough for it to be like, you know, something that these kids w- could relate and really, really rock to these days. Exactly. And I agree. Speaking of a score, what do you give it out of 10? Man, I'm going to go ahead and give it a nine out of 10. OK, um, I think it was a very solid album uh, to me personally. There might be, you know, a few, a handful of songs that. I probably won't listen too much moving forward, you know, after the after, you know, reviews review purposes are over with. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a lot on this album that I will say really caught my ear. Did I rewound a couple that's how you know I'm liking something what I'm hearing when I'm listening to it and I'm like, hold on, let me rewind that joint again. Mm-hmm. And not just that verse, but the whole fucking song. Let's run it back. <laughs> I, that's why I God forbid you're ever in the car with me, because I'm just definitely the type to listen to the same song over and over and over I again. Do the man. same thing. Recently, it's been that damn Cardi verse on the Tomorrow remix, dog. That joint has been killing me, dog. That's it, Nigga, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, bro. So, and again, this this was one of those uh, albums that had a lot of those songs on there for me. Um, I think that particularly if you appreciate, uh, you know, um, premieres type of beats that boom bap late 90s Uh kind of uh production if you can appreciate that then you're gonna love this just off of that itself i think based off of that it's 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 amazing but even more so you know guru's rapping uh his monotone kind of like just and and still very sharp too you know what i mean like his his uh his flows are very sharp um doesn't miss a beat at all Uh um and yeah, man, I think overall just a really, really dope album. Again, I seen it was one of the, I think they're more commercially successful albums. Mm-hmm. I think rightfully so. Uh, at this point in the career, uh, they were definitely well established as a as a amazing duel. And I think again, this album lived up to it. So I give go ahead and give it a nine out of ten. I'm going to go ahead and I'm trying to take nostalgia out of it, of course, but I'm going to give it a nine point five simply because of the uh, the amount of skits. And that's just me being being the old nigga shit. But that 9.5, it could be a 10, fuck it. You know, I don't give a fuck. This album is great. I have so many great memories of this. I remember the first song I heard from this album was Moment of Truth. I saw the video on, on uh, Rhapsody. I was like, yo, this song is so fucking vicious. I have to find the fucking album. So, of course, found the fucking album. And I've been rocking out to it ever since. 
it's one of those things. It's like I can't remember the last time that one song made me go look for the, the album and made mm-hmm. me just like I can't wait to see what they're doing on this. You know what I'm saying? It's been a yeah. long fucking time uh, since something like that. And again, that was a long time ago that that happened, but it's still it's been a long time recently. Um, but I don't think that you can ever go wrong if you're listening to Gangstar, if you're listening to anything produced by um, DJ Premier, yeah. or if you're listening to Guru rapping on the Jazzmatazz or anything solo. I think that they are all, like, again, like I said before, they're kings of their craft. Whether mm-hmm. they're together or apart, they're going to be fantastic. But I think that they're like, it's like putting fucking Voltron together or the fucking Megazord together. When they get together, they're that much more powerful. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, before we get the fuck up out of here from this review, sir, uh, did you have a uh, suggestion for this week? Yes, I do, man. And this week, you know, I got the, you know, this is the good long Memorial Day weekend. Shout out to all the, you know, good troops and everybody out there doing their thing. You know what I mean? Salute to y'all. But we had the day off today. You know what I mean? So I took some time watching some movies this weekend. And one of the movies that I seen was, you know, I like a good, a good indie uh, you know, uh, I don't know if A24 counts as indie, but nonetheless, one of them little A24 movies. Yeah. Um, and it was uh this one joint produced by Jesse Eisenberg, who he's in all the um, y'all know who Jesse Eisenberg is, yeah. a little white dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, played played Lex Luthor in the Justice League joint, which I, 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 I still so. don't understand. But you know, I'm not gonna be a nerd about it. Hey, listen, you could be a nerd about it all you want, but for the purposes of this uh, recommendation. I'm just saying that you know he was he was the director of the movie, mm-hmm. and of course it's called When You Finish Saving the World, and uh, it's 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 um, starring one of the kids from um, what's that joint called on Netflix, the Eleven as the character. Oh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, the tall kid. Oh, word. Okay, I know the tall yeah. white kid. Uh, Finn something. Yeah, Finn something. Yep, he uh, starting him. Uh, and pretty much uh, this other lady as his mother and they just kind of like really don't see eye to eye with each other but um, you know I'm, I guess I'm not gonna I don't know where, where to stop as far as to not say too much <laughs> but it just kind of highlights a lot of you know uh, interesting parts of their relationship and things like that so I think it's a really good movie it's only an hour and 32 minutes long so definitely for all my short attention span uh-huh. kings and queens out there who who uh, who feel my pain when having to watch a three-hour movie, you know, fuck you every single Marvel movie since like 2016 for that. But, uh, I can't even yeah, hate you know, on that. <laughs> very, very reasonable runtime for this movie, an hour and 28 minutes. So definitely go ahead, check out When You Finish Saving the World. Oh, okay, bad, so, bad. I don't have anything for y'all this week. I apologize, but... I have not been any. Oh, Lord of Kingstown. If y'all ain't seen that TV show, stars Jeremy Renner, um, who's Hawkeye from the Avengers. That show is so fucking good. I, that's the one thing I have been watching this week. I don't remember if I brought it up before, but basically he's like, he's like the go between between like the gangsters and the mobsters and like the law. Like it's kind of weird. Mm. Like they're trying to keep peace on the streets and in the prison that is in that town. Like I ain't going to go beyond that, but like, he's like, he's the man, basically. He's the person that everybody go to, to get some shit done. So (laughs) check out that joint. It's like the show, like, it's so crazy because you don't think about some of the shit that happens. Like one of the some of the characters in that show, you're just like, God damn! Like, like this one girl has just a terrible arc. She just keeps getting fucked over, like by like everyone she meets. So anyway, if you see if you haven't seen it, uh, um, 
What did I say? Lord of Kingstown? King, some of Kingstown? I don't know. Lord, Lord of Kingstown. Yeah, Lord yeah. of Kingstown. I think that's what it's called. Um, or is it King of Lordstown? Nope, nope, no. Nope, nope. uh, let me look it up. Lord. Uh, or is it Town of Kingslord? Oh, sorry, it's Mayor of Kingstown. I'm out here being stupid. <laughs> Mayor of Kingstown. Whoo, Lord Jesus, help me, please. What uh, what's that on uh, HBO? Some? Uh, I think it might be. It's a. Uh, it's produced by MTV, so I think it is on the HBO Max jump. Or if you find it on the blog somewhere, but uh, you know, just yeah. look at them, see wherever you can find it. But if if you can find it, great fucking show. You know, it's funny. I looked up Lord of Kingstown, uh-huh. and it definitely it came up. Yeah, no, something else comes up under that name. That's how I knew it wasn't right. But then it gave me uh, something else, and it was like mayor. I was like, ah, that's what it is. I know it. Yeah, here we go. But yes, Mayor of Kingstown. Oh, check it Param- out. It's on Paramount. Paramount. There you go. So yeah, if you if you get if you can't get it or find a way to get it, check it out. You know what? I have Paramount, so I might I might watch this this week. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, we gonna go ahead and get up out of here for the day. Be good, and if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. Can't do that, man. At least make your mama proud out here in these streets, man. And if you can't do that, man, listen, man. It's Memorial Day weekend. Y'all already know what's going on, man. Cookouts. Uh, even though it has been shitty weather out mm-hmm. here in the DMV, so cookouts have been adjourned to further notice. Pretty much. But, you know, hopefully further notice just means next week. Hopefully I have some good weather next week. Yeah. But definitely, like I said, for all my fat kings out there, look, <laughs> man, it's it's too late for whatever plan you had. You, you better just get the one size larger T-shirt, all right? Because that, that, that extra large is feeling kind of slim on you now, all or, right? Or go on that... Uh... Go on one of them uh, all-liquid diets for a week or so. Drop hey, you some weight. Listen, bro. My, we, we just presenting options is all we mm-hmm. doing over here. That's all we doing. You know what I mean? That's all we doing at this point. You know, you had... We, we've been reminded, y'all, since about March. Yeah, that's true. Maybe even maybe even before that. Hey. Maybe even, like, late February. You hey, know, we now. were like, yo, hey, listen, man. It's getting warmer outside. The cookouts are starting to start. You want to show up without a hoodie. You know what I mean? You want to exactly. show up with a nice, a nice fitting T-shirt. That ain't gonna look like you stretched it to fit you before you walked in the door. Exactly. Cause you how you gonna I mean? look at so, how you gonna look at the cookout with a hoodie sweating like a wildebeest? Nigga, with some shorts on like a fucking asshole. Looking like just mm, a shame. Listen, man, at this point, you did this to yourself. And I'm just <laughs> le- I'm just letting you know, all right. You either get the one size bigger t-shirt or you go on that 10, 10 day all liquid diet. All right. Go. Either way, you're gonna look like a fool doing it. All right. Basically, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make you not look like a fool. That is. All right, y'all. All right, we out of here. Uh, we love y'all. Take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be good. We out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>